Let's go! Drop the mic and walk away. I'm not walking away. Oh. And then you're gonna talk down on me like I'm supposed to approach you about a situation I didn't even know about? I thought we were supposed to be cool. Wax. You might want to get some tickets from us so you can have better seats. You broke up that fight that last time? You I threw your back out. Well, Hensha's not on Hennessy today. I think you're trying to act as though you're something that you're not. What am I? Clapback, the official WAGS podcast. Welcome to Clapback. I'm Drew Picorni. And I'm Morgan Stewart. And I'll be talking to Kay Adams of Good Morning Football from the NFL Network a little bit later in the hour. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Drew? I'm good. How was your Thanksgiving? You know, I ate a lot. There was a lot of family in and out. There was a lot of alcohol. There were some football games in the background. It was great. How was yours? That sounds like the most American Thanksgiving. Which, by the way, like, I'm not really from a fully American family. Okay, what do you mean by that? Like, my mother is from Switzerland Mm -hmm. and, like, doesn't do anything with marshmallows at all. Does she make a turkey? She makes a turkey, but everything's, like, pureed and mousse and, like, very chic. Mm. And, like, the table's always very beautiful. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no, like... There's nothing American about it except for the turkey. Well, I did Thanksgiving with my in-laws this time. Jesus. We're not married, but... It's They're his, your in-laws. It's his mom's. He has lesbian moms. Does he really? I know. They're from Utah. He has lesbian moms. His name is Bridger. I Where mean, is his reality <laughs> television show? That's what I was saying. Okay, I need Bridger to guest star on this podcast. <laughs> he really... Well, he won't do it. Okay, why? He won't do it because he's I'll a photographer. Bridger, oh, he's very quiet. I'll make Bridger comfortable. But, but you know, our Thanksgiving was... was Interesting. First of all, his moms are wild. They're okay. funny. They're gregarious. They love a glass of wine. Gregarious. Word of the podcast. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's have one every They week. love a glass of wine, which I do too. So we were la- I was laughing until my cheeks hurt, which I love that. But also, not not them. They they eat meat, but a lot of Bridger's friends and including Bridger and I right now, we're doing this vegan thing. Ah, oh, Beyonce. <laughs> no. I know. I know it's really obnoxious, but we're just in a trend. We're I get it. We're in a trend. We're doing it. And it made Thanksgiving weird. I Yeah. It was a lot of sides. A lot of sides and a lot, a lot, lot of, of side of, dishes. How was the liquor? Well, you know, you just drink and drink and drink because... You know, you're you're kind when you when you do Thanksgiving, you're waiting for what? You're waiting for the turkey. Yeah. And if you're vegan, you're sort of like, well, I guess I guess I'm just gonna eat green bean casserole and just pour me another glass of Chardonnay. I was gonna say, waiting for the Chardonnay. How did I know that you were drinking fucking Chardonnay? Can we curse? Yes. If we drink, if I drink red wine, it's an instant headache. Like I don't know what's happened to me. Something happened a couple of years ago. I used to love red wine. Now. The moment I, I like it touches my lips, I immediately am like, I got a headache. Maybe that's why I always have a headache because I'm drinking too much red wine. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. You look wasted. To I, me. By the way, <laughs> are you drunk right now? Is this a good transition into our first episode of yes, Wag Talk? Let's talk about Wags. Let's get into it. So we open this episode with Barbie confronting Nicole for not inviting her to her dress fitting. <laughs> and Olivia, my favorite part about this is when. Olivia and Nicole meet for breakfast, and then Olivia kind of casually drops on Nicole that Barbie is meeting them, right, and Nicole right. was like, ooh, awkward. So Nicole kind of already knew. She let the audience know, like, things are a little bit strange without having to say anything. Right. So I really liked the way Barbie confronted Nicole, because she was obviously upset about not being invited to the dress fitting, which I still can't understand why. And I was really left upset leaving that, leaving that episode, because... Nicole gave no answer. There's like no answer. There's no accountability with any of these women. They have all of this drama and they talk about this drama, but nobody really knows what the drama is for, where it stems from. Why did you not? She said, I'm sorry. And it was immediately dismissed because Barbie immediately started crying about her relationship and, you know, how it's going to shit or whatever. Right. But I still was hung up on like, 
Why did Nicole not invite you to her dress fitting? What is the response? And but but I but what I wonder is when you're getting married, I feel like it's a it's a you're in a very selfish place where you can do whatever you want. Yes. And so you don't owe anybody any explanations. Mm. Is the impression that I get from research, I guess? No, I haven't. You can ask but but it goes it, it works out this way as somebody who's been a bride. You can ask your friends ridiculous things and they have to be more understanding. Excluding them is a different thing. That's okay. just that's that's just wrong. It's just rude. It's not it's not bridal. It's not like you you're being bridezilla, you're going too far, mm-hmm. you're expecting too much of people. You're excluding somebody that like invited you to like their fitting. Right. Yeah. Unless they're not close and Barbie just wanted her there. It's hard to say. I don't know, but I feel like we we all just need to be really gentle with Barbie right now. I know. I, I feel want, bad. I want her to be happy. My two favorite people on Wags LA right now are Barbie and Michelle Quick. Michelle Quick. Michelle Quick. <laughs> I'm telling you, she is just like I can't stop watching her. She's got an opinion on everything. Most of the time, she has no right to have an opinion on I know. some of those things because oh she's my God. Like not a part of it. But I love it. She just is like. She's just a, an id, just t- saying exactly what's on her mind, coming from her brain constantly. And I'm like, go, Michelle. Go. go. Oh, my God. When they were playing golf. <laughs> Amazing. When she was like yelling at her husband. No, but I feel bad for Barbie. She obviously had to go to therapy in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. I know. And I thought it was really cool that she was really open about being flirtatious. Like she's putting out all of her wrongdoing for everybody to judge and tear apart. She's basically saying, I'm out till four o'clock in the morning. Because she, when that therapist asked her, Barbie, what does partying look like to you? She, I thought she was going to be like, you know, I'm going out with girlfriends. I'm having wine. Like it's not a big deal. We're dancing a little bit and I'm going home. She was like, no, I'm out till four o'clock in the morning. I am overly flirtatious with men who are not my husband and I'm going crazy and dancing on things and I I was like I was impressed by that too I was like okay Barbie then maybe you should just like call it quits on this marriage so we all can go out and have a good time (laughs) is that is that really the case I mean look have you done therapy before big believer in therapy likewise I've done tons of therapy and yet I'm still a walking mess you're not but 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 one of the things you really have to do in therapy is that you just have to be completely vulnerable and completely say sort of the truth of your actions. You know what I mean? This is what I'm really doing. So Barbie doing that, knowing there's cameras in her face, and like you said, the world can judge her, is really impressive. I'm totally with you on that. But I don't really think that that necessarily means it's the end of her relationship. Sometimes just like saying something like that really out loud and just being really honest about it, and maybe if she can start to do that with Sheldon too – it, they might find that they they can come to a new understanding where their relationship can be something that works for both of them. Mm-hmm. I don't see it from him. I yeah. just don't. You think he? You know, he's two kids. He's 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 older than she is I by what? Don't, like I don't know. A lot, like fifteen I'm, years. I want Is he just set in his ways? Is that what you're thinking? I I yeah, and I just feel like she's not ready to commit to that. Big being her life full time right right. look at the end of the day she's a 30 year old young woman I said this last week as well this is her time to go after any dream she has because the second you have a baby I don't care if you're like oh women can do it all yes you can but you are the mother to a living breathing human being and Mm -hmm. your attention needs to be focused on that I mean unless you're J-Lo and there's like 78 people behind you doing everything and having a nappy for every child and like naming every kid that you don't want to name and whatever (laughs) like you know, does J Lo have somebody naming her kids for her? No, but I you mean, know what I mean. That's pretty fancy. No, I, she she is there definitely a service for that. She, I, by I the mean, way, I want to get involved with that. Uh, what else we got going on here? Okay, so Natalie and Olivia. Mm-hmm. I want to jump into the escorting. 
I was very impressed with Natalie. Right. And I was very impressed with Olivia. Right. And more so Natalie. But they held their own. They didn't get flustered. They didn't shut it down. They were well-spoken. And they dealt with it head on. And I think that, you know, some of the girls kind of sat back and wanted to see what would explode. This is where I really like Michelle Quick. She kept it real the whole time. Barbie was like, I've never said that about you. But Amber's, Amber's messy. I mean, she has like a very famous sports player person in her life. MMA fighter. MMA, (laughs) which I didn't know how to reference that. But Tito's like, I mean, I I know nothing about MMA and I know who Tito Tito Ortiz is. He's a huge name. Huge. And Amber's doing a lot of talking. A lot of talking about people. It's going to blow up. She also admitted to licking his asshole. Which like, I mean, I'm not mad at an asshole lick every once in a while. Like, but by the way, that's like how you keep them. Oh, (laughs) Ladies, you should lick all the asshole you can. Okay? That's how you get fucking Birkins. I don't know. Marriage tips from It's true. Morgan. I'm not mad. I mean, you're not I'm like... Not ma- I'm please. not mad at it either. Right. Please. I mean, the gay community. Yeah. Don't ask what we're up I to. I mean, spit, lick, do whatever you need to. Right. They were playing that game. They were. It was Autumn's game night. And they were playing a game called Yas or Hell, Hell to the, the Nah. Hell to the Nah. <laughs> okay. Horrendous. Right. And so the first question is the booty hole question. Yes. The then second threesome. question is threesome. Mm-hmm. Amber is a yes and a yes on both of those. Which I like. The third question out to the out, out the gate is, do you hate Natalie and Olivia? I was like, well, that feels fast. It was a little bit much. And I but I, I have to say, I liked, didn't you? I thought they handled it really, really well. I mean, the pro health thing, I mean, it's weird. Because Amber didn't say they were escorts. She alluded to it. Amber needs to be careful with that. But also, Autumn needs to be very clear also. Because you can't say someone called you an escort. Like, there's so many weird... Right. Autumn goes, she's heard Natalie and Olivia have done some escorting. She, like, heard it through a third party or something. When she was talking to Michelle Quick on the golf course, she said alluded to it. But then she... It, it, it could have gone either way. Right. Because she did say escorting, but right. it wasn't like I, they're escorts. Right. And I just feel like you you just never want your name really to... Be associated with that. Unless you're a proud escort living which, in Las Vegas, which more power. I mean, also, look, the girls also <laughs> said they make like fifteen to 20,000 an Instagram post. I mean, I'm in this world... Is that true? You, My it is, jaw no. hit the ground. I was like fifteen to $20,000 per post... And they were saying, we could do 10 of those in a week. I was like, wait a minute. You're telling me you can do 100 grand a week, 120 grand a week from posting on Instagram? Now, you are an Instagram girl. You make money off, yes, you make money off of Instagram. I mean, I don't think that they're, you make 15,000 on a post, like that same post isn't coming back the next week around. You don't get a post a week. Okay. Okay. You just don't. And you're not doing 10 of those. No. And, and 15 is usually three posts. Or, okay. you know, I mean, it depends. But usually people aren't paying you every week unless you have a Kardashian last name. Okay. I don't, okay. I can't, I can't imagine those girls are getting, I don't want to say, but they might be getting a deal for 5000 But how many deals are there to go? Okay. I want you to kind of lay this out for me. I'm really curious about this world. Okay. So give me in broad strokes. How does this work? How much money do you make? Instagram depends. I mean, there are lower end things like the fashion Instagrams and deals like that brands. Like that's a harder market. Like not every girl is getting those brands. You can push tea till the cows come home. I have a a tea coming up (laughs) post. Everybody. I feel like everybody is trying to sell tea on Instagram. But it's just like it's such easy money. It's like you'd be ridiculous to not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it depends. It really there are such things as a fifteen thousand dollar and a twenty thousand dollar Instagram post. Those exist. Mm-hmm. Are you getting those multiple times a week? 
in my experience now. Maybe mm-hmm. in Natalie and Olivia's. I mean, I'm sure they're getting $15,000 one week and then four weeks later they're getting something else. Well, there's no question they're making a great living right. off of being Instagram famous. Like, right. there is no question about that. I'm just trying to get to the brass tacks of really that kind of, yes, that kind of money. that money exists on Instagram. That's and if you have engagement and followers. Yeah. Yeah. God, maybe I should get an Instagram account. Don't. I have one and nobody cares about no, it. No, you're too talented for um, that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Is that what my problem is? Yep. I'm too talented? You know it. Okay. <laughs> I like the way both girls handled it. I think that the group has a newfound respect for them because they really didn't wilt under pressure. That's right. And Olivia, I felt bad for her. When yes. I, I never like to see somebody cry. But she was crying and then humble bragging, I guess. About it was her. it was a casual goes, flex, we call it. <laughs> was that what it is? Mm-hmm. A casual flex. She goes, "I've just bought two YSL bags on my birthday, two thousand dollars, actually two thousand a piece. I spent four G's. I can do." I was like, "Okay, you really just." It went into detail. It went into detail. She had that chambered and ready to go. And it doesn't need to say, she should have just been like, I bought myself a really expensive bag for my birthday. I'm so proud of myself for being able to do this. I don't need any of you judging me. I I mean, the crying and the YSL and the four, and then once something becomes four G's, it's fucking, there's no price tag (laughs) attached because it's just trash. Like four G's? Like this is not a 50 cent video in 98. I didn't think that was good. Like what was that? I want to talk about Natalie's ping pong date. Can yeah. I tell you something? Yeah, go for it. They're going to date. Oh, really? You think so? You yeah. see it? You see it happening? As I pull my hair extensions apart. Yes. They're going to date. What's going on with that hair extension right I'm there? getting them uh, redone in two weeks. Is it okay? It's good. It's just like they're getting a little... I saw you pull one out earlier. Yeah. Like oh, it, my God. And put like it in that hurt. drawer. Does that hurt? No, I love it. Um, I loved that date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved her on that date. Mm-hmm. I thought he was beautiful. Yeah. He's sexy for sure. uh, But but then there was this thing where she goes, or he goes, if I win, if I beat you, I get a kiss. And then he finally does win, and he comes around for this kiss, and it is the most passionless peck on the lips that I've ever seen. I'm like, God, guys, let's, I mean, are you hanging out or you're not? Like, it was a kiss that, like, a grandma gives their, like, grandson when she says hello. There was... There was no romance in it no, at all. No. What's happening, Natalie? I think it was a first date and she wanted to keep it classy. I know, but come on. Don't you kiss. I, I'm not looking for tongue, but. She gave like. She, I lips think she barely connected. She wasn't sure. She doesn't know him. She doesn't want to give him the wrong idea. No, she. Uh, 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 you're, disagree. You're for this? We are disagreeing. Good. You are witnessing it now. All right. I feel like she kept it. I w- If it would have been more, I would have been turned off. That's not how I kiss people on a first I mean, the well, fact that's that I have that's the conversation I'm having. But you she with was right just now. meeting him for the first time. They weren't even out to dinner having drinks. This was like a so. I guess it's never really sober with Natalie, but it's <laughs> there's always a wine. But I'm sorry, I think she handled it appropriately and did it well. Yeah. She gave him a little peck, and second date they can advance the kissing. Well, I hope we see more of him. I agree. What was his name? Ashamane. Oh yeah, what was his name? Ashashashe. I was gonna, I was gonna write it out in my notes, but then the it was Ashamane. <laughs> what was it? Ashame. Um, Menagetwe? No, what was it? It was like Menanganese. No, it was like Asamase. Asamame. It was like Asamas, Asamame, whatever. <laughs> it was something like that, right? It had seven syllables. It was a lot. And fourteen letters. Yeah, I still don't know what a syllable is. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, what else? Anything else? We did not speak about the blood facials. They look disgusting. They are disgusting, but they're supposed to just like rejuvenate the face and they're like, they're trendy. Anytime something is too trendy, 
it's never good. Well, I asked my boyfriend if these were like legit because he knows about all this stuff. And I was like, are these like, are they legit or is it just like a fad? And he's like, no, they're supposed to be really good. And then when he went into how it works, I realized he was just bullshitting me. And he, nobody knows why they're any good. People just have a lot of nonsense that they That's say. my point. Trendy never equals. Things that have been around for 100 years are things you should be doing. They look so painful and there's blood all over the place. I was like, ugh. The best part of that whole experience was the pizza. <laughs> I was like, damn, am I going to get pizza for dinner? No. Why did they get pizza? Because they deserved it. They're so, they live a life that I want to be a part of. I'm with you. I want to go. I don't want to get a blood facial, but I want to go to some place where where you get like a facial done and then they'll deliver you pizza. Like, I listen. That, I don't want to talk about pizza I anymore. Live in. I know I want to eat pizza. Shit. I feel like we need to wrap this up now. I feel <laughs> like I got everything out that I wanted to talk about. I'm obsessed with the show. I can't wait to see next week. And we're going to continue to hang out after we wrap this up. I know. Let's pizza. get some pizza. That's what we're doing. Pizza and Chardonnay. You're listening to Clap Back, the official WAGS podcast. Hey, Adams of the NFL <laughs> Network. Hello. What's up? How are you? I'm really good. I watched a bunch of clips of Good Morning Football, which airs at 7 a.m. Eastern time on the NFL Network. And you really hold your own with those guys. They're a lot of fun. It's a it's a really happy morning show. And we all like our football nerds, so we love it. I remember when like, the NFL Network was starting, I was like, how can you talk about football year round like how is there enough material to talk about but there is there is and now it's like crept into the world of pop culture too like and your network had a lot to do with that the kardashians dated a couple of athletes and like the jacksonville jaguars so good this year i see mercedes lewis out there balling and i'm sitting there with these three dudes and i want to be like yeah but he did olivia dirty but i can't really say because i don't even know what i'm talking about so from your perspective watching the show and not seeing my side necessarily like what is your impression of these guys? I was a field producer for Wags Miami, so I know Philip Wheeler, who was in the Super Bowl yeah. uh, last year, and then Julius Peppers, who played for the Packers for three seasons, and now he's yeah, on he's the Carolina pa Panthers. Yeah, he's the definite Hall of Famer. And so, uh, I, you know, Corey Legit, who plays for the Chargers, like these guys I've gotten to know on a personal level, and I find them to be incredibly sweet and charming and charismatic and smart, just like really wonderful people. It's crazy. And I feel like, especially with the NFL, they're way more low key. These guys, you never really get to see what they're about. Even Tom Brady, like he's, you know, kind of more of a closed book. There's so few NFL players that you get to see what they're really about. And a lot of it has to do with, honestly, that they have this like team mentality built into them and they wear these helmets. We don't get to see their faces like right. we do NBA stars. Right. So it's really cool in whatever way you can to sort of like get the mask off for a bit. Now you're on TV, you're on TV every morning. And I would say what, what percentage of your audience is male and what percentage of your audience is female? Oh man, I think my Instagram followers is like 80-20. But my female audience is like diehard, like amazing football fan base. It's great. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, how has that changed over the over the years? I mean, has there always been a 20% female fan base of the NFL? Or has it grown? Has it changed? What have you observed? It's definitely gotten... Uh, Fantasy football has really helped it, I think. Right. Like, that's how I sort of broke into the industry. And women are really competitive, and women love to talk trash, and they love to compete with anybody. So fantasy football has definitely roped uh, more women in. I just love – I feel like the female fan base is so vocal. Like, you can use Jesse James Decker as an example. Like, mm -hmm. Eric Decker's not getting the ball. You're going to hear about it on Twitter, for better or for worse. Like, female fans 
they're loud and proud and want you to know that they're there, which I love. So wait a minute. So you got involved. You grew your love for football through fantasy first. I mean, I I, I liked football, but then I uh, bartended and I would talk to all my you know patrons at the sports bar about fantasy football and football right. in general. Um, and then I sort of started playing fantasy football, and that's when I like became obsessed with like the numbers and like when you get to fantasy football, it's not like your home team you're rooting for; it's everybody in the entire league. So that wrote me in. Okay. Like immediately. And so had you all, you knew you were, did you go to school for You Brad? guys could do a fantasy wags, Drew. <laughs> you know what? Maybe. There could be a fantasy team. Like how many cat fights, F-bombs. Right, right. Um, shots taken on camera. We could do this. I was at one point taking a tally of how many times these girls just opened a bottle of champagne. There's champagne everywhere in these shows. <laughs> I just. Five <laughs> points per bubbly pop. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm not mad at that idea. That's a really good idea, Kay. Maybe you can lead us through that. Every time somebody says, Rosé, let's go. Ten points. <laughs> Who would you draft number one overall then? I mean, for for just for just the champagne part or for what? Just for, I don't even know, like just ultimate wag. Okay, I probably am going to go, for almost everything, I'm probably going to go Hensha. Hensha from the Miami <laughs> series. She just, she pops off the most. She has the most funny, clever things to say. She's like the ultimate wag character in my book. She's, I think, my she, favorite. So tell me this, when, you're, when they're at games, are, how stressed out are they? Well, you know, they all have uh, different feelings about it. Some of them, you know, go and they're just like, look, what happens on the field stays on the field. I know that he's going to play his best and they're, they're cool as a cucumber. But there's also the ones that are like, oh, it's hard for me to watch. Or every time he gets hit, I, I wait, you know, with bated breath to see that he gets back up. And it's this high, high anxiety thing. And so th there's all different types of behavior. But I, I was hearing from one of the Atlanta wags, there's a baseball wife. And he's a pitcher. And so he, his wife needs to be sitting in her seat because it's behind home plate. She needs to be sitting there before the game starts. And she cannot be on her phone at all. She has to be paying attention to everything. Otherwise, he completely gets distracted. And it just, like, throws him off. So, like, she has to have certain behavior behind the plate in order for him yeah. to have a good game. Isn't that crazy? I mean, pitchers are really about routine and superstition. So that sort of makes sense to me. I just can't even imagine, like... I have no affiliation to any team, but I still have high anxiety watching games. I can't imagine being Giselle in the Super Bowl. Remember when she flipped out in the elevator about like Wes Welker not catching the ball? Like people are going after. Her. I'm like, ah, can you can you put yourself in her shoes for a minute? Like imagine how invested you are and how much you're supporting this person, how much love you have for this person, and that that happening. It's right, crazy. right. Because it's not just about like the money that your man makes and all of that. I think the I no. think I, what I've observed is that these wags get really used to that very quickly. It's not really about that. It's about sort of the interpersonal dynamic that goes on in their relationship when they win, when they lose when they've had a good game, a bad game. If the if the team has won, but their husband or, or boyfriend has had a bad game, that's a, a whole different uh, situation. It's it's really kind of fascinating. I've never been invested in anything in my life like these athletes are in their game. It's crazy. Right. It's all they think about, what they think about. I mean, family comes first. They all want to have kids and leave their legend to some somebody in their legacy, but they're so invested. It's like, I have so much respect for them. We just had a huge moment for the NFL, which is Thanksgiving. There's always big games being played. And, and I was wondering if you could kind of tell me about what happens for the players that have to play. 
So Thursday, six teams played. So that their days are, you know, accounted for. They don't get to do anything. They're playing a huge game. They're stressed about that. And the rest of the NFL is looking forward to Sunday and Monday. So it's pretty much business as usual. It's different everywhere. I'm sure some coaches take it easier. I do love seeing that for whatever reason, guys think this is a great time to help their communities. You have Patrick Peterson, uh, Arizona Cardinals superstar, taking time to give away hundreds of turkeys to his community. People are yeah. doing a lot, a lot of good for uh, the under, underprivileged, which is so, huge. So you're saying... You don't have to do that. So on Thursday, when I was stuffing my face with potatoes and all that kind of stuff, the athletes that didn't have to play on Thursday, they were at practice? They were... All for your enjoyment to watch them run around <laughs> out there, Drew. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and uh, It's a bummer, but do you feel bad for them? No, because here's the other thing. They're getting paid millions of dollars. Here's the other thing is that they uh, like to play on a Thanksgiving Day game, like everybody's sitting at Aunt Gertrude's house eating food <laughs> right. and watching. Right. That's the best exposure you're ever going to get as an NFL player, which is amazing. And also, I feel like NFL players never had Thanksgiving because if you're playing in the NFL, you've been doing it since you were a young pup. And so you've always been playing. You, you're used to this. How many stadiums have you been to? Have you been all over the place? Oh, I think I've, I haven't been to like one or two. I've been to most of them. Actually, haven't been to the one in Minnesota where Super Bowl is. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I'm excited for Justin Timberlake this year. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? They're finally bringing him back. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, no, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm excited. I'm guessing there's not going to be any wardrobe malfunctions. He's going to play it very safe. But who do you want to come out? Do you want him to do it solo? Because I'm like, I'm here for an all-denim Canadian tuxedo Britney Spears and Jay Tim's <laughs> reunion. I am here <laughs> for it. I know. How great would that be? That picture is so great. Well, you know, I worked for Lance. Uh, Lance Bass of NSYNC for years on the radio and I saw that picture come up so many times we made so much fun of it I would by the way that's a great reference and I would love to see that happen too but I would also love to see like NSYNC come out and do a song yeah. or two like a surprise Listen, NSYNC appearance nostalgia is so hot right now I like agree everything from the past let's bring them all out there and have a great time that would be amazing or Go a little different and okay. get like Chance the Rapper, who just slayed SNL. Yes. I think the two of them would be an awesome, awesome pair. I'm all for that. I, you got some good ideas here, Kay. Well, I keep trying to like, I'm like, hey, I, to my bosses, I'll be like, where's the comment box for me to like drop in my like, <laughs> hey, what about this? You know? Right, right. So, we'll, I, we'll see. Either way, he could do it solo and crush it. He's one of those rare acts that can do that. I know, and I feel like I haven't seen him for a while. I know. I'm so excited. I need, there's like two, every two months, I'm like, going through Spotify and I'm like, I just need some Justin in my life. Where's new Justin? Let's go. So so if you've been everywhere, do you have like a, a city that you love to go to for games or a stadium that you Ooh. love? Uh, I know that you're not affiliated necessarily for any particular team, but yeah. is, there, is there a place that you kind of go, oh, I love watching this team play or I love going to that stadium? Oh, snap. Let me think. Uh, Green Bay, you're like driving through the Brady Bunch's neighborhood and you expect to see like a wood panel station wagon and then you turn right <laughs> and boom, there's this beautiful huge stadium. It's literally in the neighborhood. You go and there's kids with signs like on a poster board written out like park here for $5. Oh my God. And you park on their grass in their front lawn and then you get out of the car and you say, what up? And they say, come on in and have a bratwurst and a beer. And they have like you, you walk into your, their house full shoes on to use the bathroom and they have like plastic trash bag, like whatever all over their like floor in their house so people can walk in and out on Sundays. It is the most, you feel like you're on a different planet and you're also what? in Pleasantville. Yeah, I'm like, am I black and white and am I Reese Witherspoon right now? What is this? It's so cool. <laughs> it is so cool. And they love football so badly, but 
it's yeah. I love. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Bears fan, which like they don't. They're not supposed to like the Packers. Green Bay is amazing. They hate Olivia Munn, but they know their football. Right, right, right. Well, you know that came to an end last spring, and um, it's a brand new day for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and it's especially a brand new day because now he's injured. So he's he's is he out for the rest of the season? Look at you, Drew, dropping that knowledge. Man. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I did a li- I do a little research. I do a little research. Uh, he is done for the year, and I'm I'm surprised that Green Bay is not blaming Olivia Munn for that too. Well, I was too because you know that that certainly was wasn't there something with Giselle and and Tom Brady? Weren't the fans like? hating on her at one point or they were hating on her for saying something about the Super Bowl. Like, oh oh, there I mean Giselle's you're not gonna tell Giselle what she can and can't say. Hell like let no. her do her. But it's the same thing. I mean Eric Decker got the same questions from reporters when uh, his wife was tweeting about him not getting the ball. This was like a, a month ago, I think. And you know, he said she's gonna do what she wants to do. Like is it a distraction in the locker room? Probably. Right. I, I mean I, I can't imagine it goes over well if your wife is tweeting about you, you know, but yeah, yeah. I also love how supportive they are of their wives and they're like, they're going to do them. Take it up with her. Well, yeah, and I, I, I have a couple of thoughts when we're talking about distractions because, you know, people who love to discuss this sort of stuff, they, they love to blame all of these distractions that happen in regular life. But something tells me that when you're on that field and you are being banged up by other players, something tells me all that stuff just goes away. Like, you're not really that distracted by it. I think that there is no way, if there is a 230-pound defensive player about to knock my head off, uh, am I thinking about Olivia Pearson being mad at me because I showed up unannounced. Exactly. Exactly. Um, It's just easy to do that, obviously. And, like, Olivia Munn, I I guess, like, Green Bay is a pretty, you know, Football-loving, God-loving, conservative-ish, whatever. And mm-hmm. she went on and was talking about their sex life, I guess. That was like years ago, remember? Right, right. She said something about how they don't um, engage on game days. Which is like, <laughs> which is very normal. I hear that from all my wags, that, that guys are, they, they save it. You know, they're saving that, that energy, that pent-up energy, their chi or whatever. So, I mean, that's normal. And again, <laughs> I think... <laughs> their what? Their chi, you know, that like, uh, don't ask me to explain it. Their chi. I love that you're calling him your wags. That's amazing. <laughs> my wags. I'm like Charlie in Charlie's Angels or something. Um, <laughs> so, so, and then there was like... Remind me, was it Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo? Yeah. Whoa. We're, let's go in the way back. Yeah, change. that's the, sure. exactly. That's way, way, way back. But I remember there was like all of this backlash against her for how he was playing. And once again, I was like, I really just don't think all of that. I think all of that stuff goes away when the player is on the field. And it really becomes about you're very much in the moment and what you're doing in that in that place. It's all about all about clicks, baby. All yeah. about clicks. So if yeah. you can get, you know, Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo in Cabo, and then he comes back and he loses a game, that's a pretty, pretty fun story to sell. Right. But right. yeah, they're so these athletes are just extraordinary, and they're so professional, and they bring it, and they're not. Yeah, I, I bet they can turn tune it off. I am so glad that you took a little time to join me on this podcast. Anytime you can get a Britney Spears denim on denim reference in a podcast, <laughs> that's a win. Right? It's a win. All right. So, so where can people find you? 
can uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyKAdams, H-E-Y, like, hey, K Adams, here's your tweet. Um, and then you can see me on NFL Network, Good Morning Football, really fun show. I encourage everyone to come kick it. Weekdays at 7 a.m. Eastern time on the NFL Network. You definitely have to check it out. Kay Adams, you're, thank you so you're much. You're a secret football guy. All you need is some nachos and your girl Kay on the sidelines at the StubHub Center, Chargers. Let's go. I love it. I'll be there. All right, Kay, thank you so much. Bye. They follow me on Twitter. They follow me on Twitter. Tweet on the street. Twitter. 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 Follow me on Twitter. Okay, here's what you're talking about on Twitter right now. At Miss Jamie 126 writes, Good job, Autumn. You orchestrated a night to bash Olivia and Natalie. No one is your friend except Nicole. Oh, come on. You're not going to hold Autumn responsible for all of the negative things that came out that night, are you? And at LibGirlTara24 writes, These girls are such haters. They're jealous of the cousins. Much respect to independent women that do it on their own without relying on men. Okay. Girl power, baby. I'm with you. And at Taya Diamini writes, With all my heart and every fiber of my being, I hate the marriage message that keeps getting preached on Wags LA. Uh... I don't know. I think you sort of see what you want to see. I feel like there's a lot of independent girls that are really strong. There's happily married women. There's people living real lives that have real problems and also real successes. But you know what? We see what we want to see, right? And at Curtis Blow writes, Barbie, if you didn't say anything bad about Natalie and Olivia, then why are you speaking up? Let them talk to the people who have an issue with them. Duh. See, my feeling with these kinds of comments where you're telling one person to keep their mouth shut, if I'm in the room and I have an opinion, I'm going to say it. Otherwise, don't talk about stuff around me. I feel like that's normal. Uh, And regarding Barbie's therapy session, Ashley Ann writes, You're married. Why are you partying until 4 in the morning? Yeah, I don't know if that's one of the causes of Barbie and Sheldon's issues or if it's a symptom of the issues they're having. And at NorCal Mendo writes, Amber is trash getting Jenna Jameson sloppy seconds and she has the nerve to talk shit about Natalie and Olivia. Fake AF. Oh, calm down. Amber can have an opinion without it having anything to do with the legitimacy of her own relationship, can't she? And finally, at Maury Olivia writes, Keeping up with the Kardashians and Wags LA are my favorite shows. I live for drama I can watch and not be involved in. It's perfect. Agreed, Maury Olivia. It's a great combination. All right, those are the tweets from this week. Keep them coming at ClapbackWags on Twitter or email us at ClapbackWags at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Clapback, the official Wags podcast, right now on iTunes. That's all for now. We'll see you next week.